1: Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Twitter poll Tuesday, very interesting one. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We're going to be running back storylines heavy today. Twitter poll Tuesday, as I mentioned. Bo's going to mention that in a second. There is a list of free agent running backs out there right now that it would be very inexpensive. They're veterans. All of the guys that I'm going to run down, I'm going to do a little pop quiz for Bo. He's going to say yes or no if he would sign these free agent running backs. And all of them, the foundation would be they'd all be team friendly deals. And is Larry Fitzgerald returning that big of a deal? Or is the storyline kind of exhausted at this point? Again, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens daily. Um, Bo and I couldn't be more gracious. We love doing this so much. We love talking Cardinals. Uh, we love interacting with everybody on Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel now. Just search Locked on Cardinals. That's growing bigger and bigger by the day. So, again, without you guys watching and listening, we wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you very, very much. The Cardinals may not have an offense if they don't do anything in the running back position. Bo, let's quickly – Tell me what the lo- what the uh, Twitter poll Tuesday is. The question, the options, and let's talk about it. Yeah, Twitter poll Tuesday, who should the Arizona Cardinals, who should their
0: starting running back be in 2021? And your options are Chase Edmonds, who Cliff Kingsbury kind of gave a uh, uh he, he kind of gave him a boost of confidence earlier this offseason saying that he believes in Chase Edmonds as a featured back. Uh, a free agent signing, because as Alex said, and we'll go through them. There's a a couple intriguing free agents left on the open market, and a 2021 draft pick. Now, I've seen a couple responses on Twitter. We're not saying 16 overall. We're just saying anybody drafted between the first and seventh round. So, or even an undra- I mean, that I, an undrafted guy would probably qualify as other. Yeah. Uh, you tell us who you think they should go. Is you know, is it on the roster? Is it Jonathan Ward? Is it Eno Benjamin? A lot of people on the Eno train. <laughs> you, you can't believe how many people just even like just direct message me like, why aren't they giving Eno Benjamin a shot? Yeah, I don't know. I think he, he, as far as his size, he's five eight. Uh, as far as his athleticism, his agility, his speed, uh, it's not where you would think uh, where you would need it to be. To be a featured back in in a in a running back rotation right now early on, as far as our Twitter polls concerned, sixty one percent of people saying twenty twenty one draft fresh hit. blood.
1: Yep. Yeah, Getting I mean somebody
0: buying that new Tercel, you can just run up the mileage. <laughs> Toyota
1: Tercel, uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a hell of a uh, vehicle. So, um, yeah, I mean here's the thing: w- without without having a third round pick, that kind of takes away the absolute sweet spot to find a gem of a running back in the third round like we've seen a lot of high high profile running backs go in the second round namely Nick Chubb and then Jonathan Taylor last year in last year's draft um two guys that were proven and in college three, I mean it, the the top 3 rushers last year were all second round picks yeah I yeah.
0: mean second round picks like if you just look at the top 5 rushers from each and every season like it's littered with second round picks it just seems to be the sweet spot, but you're right. Third round pick, David Johnson. Uh, you,
1: you can you can name a handful of guys. So before we go into the rookie class, I I want to run down this list for Bo, and I have kind of uh, I have my thoughts on it, but there are some really interesting names that you wouldn't necessarily associate with, um, you know, high profile for sure, nor great production. But the Cardinals aren't looking for a star from the running back position. You want a guy that can facilitate moving the sticks that's you, you need a guy that could run between the tackles that you can trust gain, trust gaining positive yardage and moving the sticks you want a guy like LeGarrette Blunt I've had a crush on LeGarrette Blunt forever for what he did for New England with the championship years the cardinals the uh, the patriots would go up 10 points in the fourth quarter you give the ball to LeGarrette Blunt 15 times in the fourth quarter cuz you know the clock will tick, and you'll continue to get first downs. Uh, Crush may be loosely defined with that. So let's run down the free agents here. Bo, just we're going to – the foundation of all of this is these are all team-friendly deals. One-year, three mil, two mil guaranteed, something like that, something in that range. Okay? Todd Gurley, yes or no? Pass. Duke Johnson. Too similar to Chase Edmonds, pass. Agreed. Uh, Brian Hill, he's flashed in Atlanta.
0: If if you're starting to look, uh, that's more geared towards the change of pace that you might be looking to. I I wouldn't mind a flyer on Brian Hill. Okay,
1: Uh, Jarek McKinnon. My ideal
0: choice. Agreed. Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. He's okay. Um, I think pretty similar to what's going on with
1: Chase yep. Edmonds. Agreed. Uh, he runs between the tackles a little bit more. You've seen weird flashes where he looks like he could be an every down back, and then he comes back to earth. Obviously, a couple injury concerns as of late. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Let's just say no together. Um, there's I do not co- Le- I don't. I don't mind Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's he's not the guy in Pittsburgh where you know you could give the ball 30 times obviously he doesn't yeah, have be- that first giddy up burst he was never the fastest guy but he doesn't have that giddy up burst that he used to have and if you can't get positive yardage in in Kansas City man like i don't know yeah. I, I don't know what it's, you want from a guy yeah i think that it,
0: it showed us what everybody kind of thought after the jets basically paid him to go away Um, that his best years are behind him. I mean, you're just taking a flyer. Can you get that Chris Johnson production that they got? You know, that one little flash in the pan where at one point he was in the top five and rushing for the bulk of his season. Uh, That was before kind of David Johnson popped. That's what you're kind of looking for, right? Right. I mean, you're not looking for the guy to kind of take over the reins for the next, you know, the foreseeable future, but you're looking for somebody that can kind of be this bridge to whenever you kind of figure out what the future of the running back position is because – and we'll talk more about it as far as Chase Edmonds. I, I think you and I are in the same camp where we don't
1: feel like he can be that featured back. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get further into that. But what, keep going. Yeah. But what you want, just to touch on Chase, because, I mean, we're going to do two full segments on the running back position here. Uh, yeah. What you want, the ideal Chase Edmonds role, not necessarily body type or skill set. You want a James White guy that your quarterback trusts that he'll always be there making impact plays and the ability to split defenders. Like Chase Edmonds, at his best last year, got an open space. And he, I mean, he's got severe kiddie up when he's in open space. We saw in San Francisco he had a big touchdown run, I believe. And Chase Edmonds, you want him to be on the roster for a long time because it seems like him and Kyler Murray get along. They have they have the ability to play together. and But he just needs some help right now. So those were the – kind of lower tier guys. There are four names that I've saved. Uh, Rex Burkhead, he's 31, but when he's on the field, he's very productive. Can run between the tackles. He's good out at the, catching the ball out of the backfield. But, again, major injury concerns. Rex Burkhead. No. I,
0: I think he's one of those guys that's only productive in New England. Okay.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, Wayne Gallman. The perfect stage guy. Some guys get hurt. He comes in. He's he's flashed multiple times in New in, in New York. He's gonna be very inexpensive. And yeah, he's, he's a guy never, that can that can tote the rock. He had a lot of
0: opportunities and we saw the Giants go to uh they brought in Devontae Freeman last year. He he just he never, never kind of really took took over at the running back position despite ample opportunities. Former Clemson running back, remember Goldman. Um, I just don't, I, I, I think he is who he is. And
1: I don't think he really adds anything to the Cardinals roster. And this is my favorite one. There's two left. There's one. And just, if I told you a different name, but I showed you the stats, there's a better chance you would say, yes, Adrian Peterson. Like Adrian, listen, just, just hear me out. And I don't think it's the right. I don't think it's the right call. I don't think they should, but he doesn't get hurt. Number one. And What he does, his skill set is exactly what the Cardinals need right now from a second back. Sure, four years earlier, like when they got him earlier, when they had him earlier, that would be a perfect Adrian Peterson for right now. But that's the kind of bruiser back that they need, who can average four yards a carry, who can run time out of the clock when they're up. Like, that's, that's what you need. You need guys like Adrian Peterson four years ago. And just when I saw the name, I'm like, I didn't hate it initially. You I'm projectile hated it. All right. So and the hard last one on The last one who is going to be the most expensive is James Conner. Now, James Conner, free agent, Spot Track, our, our friend Michael Gennetti over at Spot Track, has the projected market value, two year, ten point eight mil contract, which is too much at this point. Right. For James Conner, you would say, I mean, the injury the injury history that he's had pretty much precludes him from any sort of money like that from the Cardinals. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's in the ideal situation. I would, he would be a great compliment to Chase Edmonds. Absolutely, think that James Conner would be great under the under the right deal. We'll see what Pittsburgh does with the run game. Could they be uh, uh, one of the players for one of the young drafted running backs? And the, could they be the first team that select a running back potentially? When you look at how the how it's stacking up as far as mock drafts are concerned. Um, yeah, James Conner, I, I like him the best at everybody, but there's a reason for that. That's why he's going to probably command some cash. But you're right, there's an injury history. But as far as how he and Chase Edmonds could complement each other would be fantastic for the Arizona Yeah, Cardinals. for
1: sure. I mean, and, and you might be able to take advantage of the smaller uh, salary cap this year to where if he wants to get a big deal, maybe he'd be hedging his bet too much by signing it now. And maybe wait until next year. The Cardinals could sign him on a one-year, three or four million dollar deal, which would definitely be team friendly for the skill set of of um, James Conner. We said skill set probably fifteen times this segment. Alex <laughs> Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. Thank you for listening. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you, Frank from the Netherlands. Telling you, Bo, the Netherlands is our wheelhouse right now during the offseason. season. Um, Coming up next, we're going to talk about rookie running backs. Should the Cardinals trade back in an effort to accumulate picks and potentially sign a running back at the end of the first round, which would be a little bit more palatable than drafting at 16? All that and more. Clancy and Brock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll be right back. But first, I get to talk about BetOnline.ag, and I love talking about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, yes, but you have NBA, you have NCAA tournament running rampant still a couple games tonight, have the Final Four in the National Championship this weekend, and then Monday of next week. It's bonkers. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. There's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code locked on. Once again, go to the website, use promo code locked on when you make your first deposit and you get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Second segment locked on Cardinals. Um, Follow the podcast at Locked on Easy Cards again. Thank you. Follow us on YouTube. We're trying to build that. We're a little bit behind the curve with it, but uh, we're starting to catch up pretty quickly. So thank you to everybody who's watching. Uh, going back, let, let's hit the Twitter poll one more time. Just give me the options, Bo. Uh, Twitter poll Tuesday. We're running back centric, and the Cardinals have options. But what we do know is they have to decide on one of those options at some point. And we're less than a month away from the draft, and it seems like. They're gonna look to the draft to draft the quarterback. I mean, a uh, running back, unless Steve Kimes pulls another rabbit out of his hat. Uh, that's kind of what we're looking at at this point.
0: Yeah, the need remains cornerback because of you know the division you play in. But when you look at the statistics, you've got Cliff Kingsbury. His teams are ten and two when they run for 150 plus yards. That's over the last two seasons. When you look at how they perform when they have a hundred yard rusher, uh, it's it's th- the statistics just tell the entire story. I mean, we know about the air raid, but The run game is so important for the success of the Arizona Cardinals uh, and and what Cliff Kingsbury is trying to accomplish. And it's kind of a misconception as far as the air rate. So it's so important that they continue that. They bolster that running back room. You know, even if it's Chase Edmonds, he says his name at the beginning of a broadcast and he's the starter. You still have to have somebody that compliments him. Our Twitter poll Tuesday is who should be the Arizona Cardinals starting running back in 2021. 22.9%, nearly 23% of people saying Chase Edmonds, just under 15% of people saying a free agent signing. Some of the names we just went through people, they're not that impressed by the list. Uh, Most of the people saying nearly 63% of the people saying a 2021 draft pick and uh, nobody getting in on the other. So nobody, you know, despite our mentions getting Eno Benjamin Mm -hmm. or uh, Jonathan Ward or somebody else in house, um, nobody's convinced that that's the solution at starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals, but this is, this is a, this is a, it's paramount that the team lands on a guy that can, uh, that can do things, you know, that are different than Chase Edmonds. It's you see it across the league. It's, it's by committee for the most part, you're not seeing a lot of the bell cows. So you you just need to find somebody that compliments and I've said it a thousand times, uh, Chase Edmonds well in this offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, I feel like it'd be less of a risk just to grab. I mean, the floor could potentially be higher if you grab a free agent running back, uh, just a body that you know can produce. It's so risky to draft a running back in the draft, it seems. you know, no, no, I disagree with that. I mean, li- well, I listen, dis- here, Well, let me ask you this right away. At 16, are you still, like, so say Steve Keim, they draft Najee Harris at 16 overall. Mm-hmm. I would throw up. Why I project because it's a, it'd be a huge mistake in my opinion, but are you still in the camp that if they draft a running back at 16, you would be happy with that. You'd be content with that choice with all the other needs that they have.
0: I would understand it because when you look at the, their offense and you've got Kyler Murray, a guy that could rush for a hundred yards himself, and you've got a guy as far as uh, Deandre Hopkins in the past game, and you've got AJ green now, um, as far as defense, opposing defensive coordinators, that would be kind of a nightmare. Uh, a guy, and when you look at the draft, I think I've, I have Najee is my is my best running back in this group, um, just because he can do it all. He can play in any scheme. You know, is, it, is he going to be in a zone scheme? Is he going to be kind of between the tackles guy? Um, I think that Najee Harris can do it all. Um, I, I think it would be a, a reach at sixteen. Obviously, they, they have needs. You know, you don't know if if three cornerbacks go off the board before the Arizona Cardinals selected 16, that puts you in a tough position yeah. and taking the best player on the board. If it's a running back, you know we haven't seen Steve Kime draft a running back in the first round. Um, we've certainly seen first round running backs on this team as far as Chris Beanie Wells, but that was a long time ago. And that was Rod Graves. Um, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't have, I would understand it, but I still don't think it's the best move. I think second round is the sweet spot. And when you look at the last few drafts, I mean, the Cardinals are picking 49th. So if you take, like, there's there's no running backs that are projected in the first 15 picks of the draft. Mm-hmm. So if the Cardinals pass on and it's 16, then you have 31 picks for three running backs who I believe could be the guys to be the solution at that position for the Cardinals that could go off the board. If you look at the top 50 picks the last couple drafts, there haven't been three running backs go off you know, at that time, so the Arizona Cardinals could be in a position to get a Najee Harris, a Travis Etienne, or Javante Williams.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, in the second round, I'd I'd be more apt to, I mean, I mean, obviously to jump on that board. You know, like it, it, if we talked about the trade back situation, if they could trade back to the mid twenties and get a third round this year, it opens up every possibility. You know, I mean, like if if they were to trade back and there's a team like. I don't know, Buffalo. Like, there are a couple mock drafts where where the Cardinals traded back with Buffalo. Go back to 30. And if you want, and you get a third-round pick for that and maybe a second next year or something, it's almost a must-take. And if you want to draft a corner, you can reach for Asante Samuel at that point. Like, you can still get a guy that you want at the end of the first round, or you could – it'd be much more palatable, as I use the word again, to draft a running back late in the first round. I just don't see – I see – there's so many edge rushers that are going to be available at 16. So if the corners go off, I'd much rather define that front seven of the three four base with another edge rusher than go running back. But obviously we're splitting hairs here. The Cardinals have so many needs across their whole roster still, aside from quarterback and maybe offensive line at this point, and safety because they short they signed 14 safeties uh, yesterday. So so they're they're stock full in that room too. But, but you know where the needs really are. You really do. The I needs mean, are corner as as they, interior yes. offensive line and
0: running back and wide receiver. Not so much interior offensive line, they signed Brian Winters. I think that Steve Kime is, is set has set himself up to where they don't have to address it early in the draft. As far as is is and you can have a problem with Justin Pugh. You can have a problem with Brian Winters. Yeah, you know, you've got Justin Murray. They've got depth at the position, so much so that they traded away Mason Cole. So I think that the team, especially Steve Kime looks at it as okay, we're we're okay, you know, we're okay at the interior offensive line position. As far as they, I think the needs are corner, right? Um, And, man, outside of that, I mean, you got to look at the linebacker position. You got to look at, uh, man, the Arizona Cardinals – I don't think I think the needs are pretty glaring where they need to upgrade on the roster. And corner is the number one spot. Right. And running back is one that needs to be addressed. And I'm not saying 16, but I'm not I wouldn't be shocked. As far as trading back to 30, I think that's too far too to far. far. Well, it I mean, what
1: if you can get a future first? What if you get a a first a round pick for that first? trade back? You get a future um, first from the Bills, which is going to be 25 or lower.
0: Yeah, that doesn't do too much for me. I mean, I Two first first-round picks is two first first-round good
1: picks. At picking in
0: that situation. I mean, yeah. the last guys, it was like Robert Kimdichie. Um, You also had, you know, Dayon Buchanan, who was a decent player for him. Uh,
1: well, listen, just, if the Cardinals... I don't else, think it's
0: worth it because they're in a win-now mode. Yeah. And they need impact players now. And I think the guy that you can get at 16, I think there's a big difference. There's a large margin between the talent that you're going to get at 16 and 30 and i know that they don't traditionally play their rookies but still you got to hope you got to just have that faith that they can get it done and p- select an impact maker at uh, at 16 right. i just don't see the benefit in trading down to 30 if you even if you get a third rounder this year or if you get a future uh, future first is really intriguing but at the same time your point buffalo you know if if they do what they think they're going to do for the next Decade with Josh Allen, it's not going to be a decent pick.
1: Yeah. I mean, if the Cardinals want to draft a corner, you can draft a corner. You can draft Greg Newsom at 16. Like there's going to be, there's four 1 1A one, corners. If they want to draft a corner at 16, yeah. they absolutely will be able to. I just think the difference between. Asante Samuel Jr. and Greg Newsome, is pretty it's pretty glaring. Sure. But I, I was only talking about that if the car right. like he's he's a mid to early second round pick. It's like there's plenty of times where where teams will draft fifteen picks higher because they're not the guy's not going to be there when they come back. It's like drafting a player in fantasy football around too early because you know when it comes back the guy won't be there. Uh yeah, let's answer this. The
0: corner, go ahead. Let me just say that the, the cornerback position, I think, as far as the top four prospects. And it's a deep position. Mel Kuyper said it could go as far as, you know, 30 deep in the the draft. But when you look at it, it's it's like Patrick Sertain, baller. Uh, You've got uh, J.C. Horn, baller. You've got Caleb Farley. If he can return from his back surgery, he's going to be a big-time prospect. And then you have Greg Newsome. And then after that, you do have guys that you can get depth-wise later in the draft. So, you know, if you flip it and you look at the running back position – You know, if you take the best running back, because I think there's, it's, it's a similar position where it's, it's deeper. But as far as what you're looking for, as far as a featured back, you know, you've got Najee Harris, you've got Travis Etienne, you got Javante Williams, and then after that, it kind of falls off, and you've got guys that you can take later in the draft, and they lose their value as far as if you were to, you know, reach. So, are those guys going to be there at 49? Is your opportunity to get a running back at 16? but then to your point could they trade back and it would look a little bit more of a value pick if they pick up extra selections right. and pick a guy at 22 23 24 i think 30 gets a little risky that's that's i mean you're it's it's 14 you're punching on a
1: first round pick this year is yeah. what you're doing but listen i yeah. mean this is even though there's a lot of uncertainty we have to remember this is exciting there's the oh, cho- yeah. the choose your own adventure thing is still a thing. That's the motif of this offseason for Steve Kime. Choose what you want your strengths to be and execute it. They've started it. They haven't come close to completing it, but there's still a long ways to go. Alex Clancy, locked Lockdown Cardinals, going long running back-wise. This is going to be a fun conversation until you know April 29th when we find out um, what the hell is going to happen in the draft. Coming up next, does it matter if Larry Fitzgerald comes back or not? We'll talk about that. Alex Clancy Bobrock, follow him at Bob Brack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. We'll be right back. But first, I get to talk about Rock Auto. I love talking about Rock Auto because rockauto.com makes it easy for novices like me to you know, maneuver around buying car parts and things for your car. Because, again, I don't know anything about cars. I go to chain storefronts and i you know i don't know who to ask i don't know what to ask i don't know where to find things if you go to rockauto.com everything's super easy to navigate it's a family business they've been online they've been an online company for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and the best part is The prices are reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers like me. So if it's for your weekend drive, your daily drive, or whatever, rockauto.com's got you covered. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And also, Built Bar. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Built Bar Madness has been around for a couple weeks. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. It's the amazing protein bar that's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they taste amazing. And they're 100% chocolate covered. So now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Again, it's Built Bar Madness. Craziness. You should hear the Locked On uh, hosts, the NFL hosts, the dm on twitter we just have battles on what the best protein what the best protein bar is from built bar today's matchup is mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk now coconut brownie chunk like i'm not a coconut fan but for some reason this one specifically i love and i'm going to choose that over the mint brownie but mint brownie's good as well that's the thing with built bar is they all taste good go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Final segment, LOCKED on Cardinals. This has been a fun one. I mean, these are these are fun conversations to have surrounding teams that are almost there. We haven't really had these conversations yet. We thought we were going to last off season And midway through the season, you know, we were riding on rainbows and butterflies, but uh, <laughs> crashed to earth pretty quickly come, you know, the bye weekend afterwards. So right now, Larry Fitzgerald, number 11 in your hearts, number 11 in your program. We don't know what's number going on. Number one in your hearts, not 11. <laughs> it's pretty far down the depth chart. He, as he's far so as great he gets two hearts. number ones. How about that? Um Bo, does it matter if he comes back? Like, I don't say ask that flippantly, but if he comes back, great. If he doesn't come back, that's fine. If he goes somewhere else, cool. Does it matter? It does matter because Larry Fitzgerald
0: is a guy that you've been waiting for the opportunity for him to play on a talented roster. Uh, I mean, he's going to be have played in the NFL for close to two decades now, and a lot of the rosters have been, you know, hilariously bad. The quarterbacks that he's had to catch passes from have been ham sandwiches at, at best. Uh, so when you see he's got a talented signal caller in Kyler Murray, and you can kind of debate whether or not Kyler Murray and uh, him have a decent decent enough rapport to justify bringing him back and trying to fit him into this offense with all these these receiving weapons, uh, it, it's still Larry Fitzgerald like, transcends all that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like he is Mr. Cardinal. Uh, he's, you know, as far as the Mount Rushmore is a concern, you start with Larry Fitzgerald. Um, so yes, it's important that you, you make every effort to bring him back. Uh, as far as making it work financially, that's, that's something that's going to be on the organization, but they should be doing their due diligence every day to make sure he comes back and there isn't some sort of thing where Tampa Bay is cherry picking another face of the franchise for a consecutive off season. They, they would just... Like I, Dan Bickley wrote an article yesterday about how he thinks Larry Fitzgerald should go to Tampa Bay and in title chase. And it's just like there's so many different variables as far as what it takes to get to the Super Bowl each and every season. The Patriots and, and even Tom Brady just makes it look easy, but a lot has to go right. And you know, I, they're not a, a slam dunk lock to to go back. I mean, I know they're running it back, but I'm and I'm not in the camp of. Hey, this player has been so good for us for so long. Wouldn't you like him to go elsewhere and win a ring? I hate that. I think that's such like a loser's mentality. I mean, we're talking about Tampa Bay, who had just as ugly of a like a past for football as the Arizona Cardinals, and you know, one Super Bowl changes
1: it all. Yeah, their I mean, they had, had a worse Bowl. win percentage, I think, than the Cardinals did up till a couple of years ago, they like did, over yeah. over the extent of of their uh, existence. So, yeah,
0: you're exactly right. It's it's not a place that's tradition like it's not rich with with tradition as far as uh, you know winning. So you know, obviously the connection with Bruce Arians and his entire coaching staff and Tom Brady, I I get it. But Tom Brady at f- at forty three years old, if if he goes down, they're uh, you know they're picking in the top fifteen. You got Blaine Gabbert coming. You're catching passes from Blaine Gabbert again. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's got to be a nightmare for Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah, a lot of so, things could happen, Bo. I mean, yeah. I mean here, I don't like. So I we've talked a lot this offseason about how Larry Fitzgerald before they signed AJ Green would be the second most important receiver on this roster, and both of these conversations can be true. That the Cardinals' wide receiving core has been terrible, uh, as, along you know aside from DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald in the right system. I believe, is still 50 catches, 500 yards, and five touchdowns. Like, like baseline, it's just what he does. He still has some of the best hands in the NFL. But, you know, whatever. Just, like, take as long as you want. Like, you can't be waiting on bated breath to see what Larry Fitzgerald is going to do this offseason if you're the Cardinals. It's, it's so much Regardless easier, of history.
0: It's so much easier for Larry Fitzgerald to sign a team-friendly deal with the Arizona Cardinals and play where he's played. And and the it, one of the more like fun rosters they, they've ever had in place during his yeah. career than it is to pick up and move to Tampa Bay. I don't care how much money you have in the bank. Like, I almost want it to happen now, just to see you fume. I, but it was like he'd be going to play. He, he would be vying. It would be a tougher receiving room to even vie for catches. I mean, they're bringing back Chris Godwin. Already have Mike Evans. They've got Gronk. Uh, right now they've they've got OJ Howard potentially coming back at the tight end position. Uh, I mean it's just Larry Fitzgerald's put himself as far as how many seasons he's played in the NFL. like even the veteran minimum is it's a good amount of money. it's he's not gonna be able to go make that money in the broadcast booth. So it just makes sense sign him to a you know just above veteran minimum deal. get him back in the building and then let him ride off in the sunset hopefully at least after a playoff season and i think that would be enough that would satisfy larry fitzgerald enough to say
1: hey it was worth it well and just quickly here frank um with the dummy year thing now with the void years i mean the salary cap hit could be a hundred thousand dollars this year they can do whatever the hell they want i mean probably not a hundred (laughs) thousand but i mean they can make it very minimum yeah i mean like veteran yeah they can make it very team friendly at least for this year and uh kind of take advantage of the balloon uh salary cap happening next year like Bo, if they're going to re-sign him, they need to put him in the offense. Like this isn't just like a, you know, a team manager getting to play his senior year in the last game. Like right. every roster spot is important now. So if you're going to obviously it's always important, but if you're going to bring Larry Fitzgerald back, he's got to be somewhat of an integral part of the offense. He he can't just be a trophy signing and putting him on the sidelines. So that's a difficult decision the Cardinals are going to have to make. Like with Pat, it's, isn't it funny the the difference between this conversation and Patrick Peterson? We don't. Yeah. Patrick Peterson has vacated my brain already.
0: Well, he, the, he, it was the respect that he's earned, right? And, yeah, and well, he too never earned that. Yeah. Uh and people are going crazy in the chat. And it's awesome. But yeah. as far as you know, Larry Fitzgerald, he has a role because he can make plays on third down. And, and where do we think that the Arizona Cardinals can improve? It's on third down when you got a guy who's got more tackles in his career from the wide receiver position than drops. um, You know, he's, he's a weapon because Kyler Murray could throw it anywhere in his vicinity and he's going to come down with the catch. And that's important. Now, as far as going and making the big plays after the catch that that ship is sailed, but there's a role for a guy like Larry Fitzgerald in this offset offense to move the chains, to be a possession guy, to continue like, Christian Kirk, they talk about him moving in the slot. He's never played the slot. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald has thrived in the slot. Yeah. He's a guy that's going to be able to play that position. They still don't have any big play. You know, they don't have a tight end yet. They brought in. You know, they brought back uh, Daryl Daniels. Not. You know, he he hasn't been an offensive weapon. Not a world. Max beater. Williams is more like a blocking guy. Mm-hmm. So. I think yeah there is a there is a position on in the offense where he can continue to do it and keep in mind he dealt with injuries at the end of last season he dealt with covid-19 last year it was just an odd year um I think it would just it would benefit both sides for him to come back it makes way more sense than him going to Minnesota a team that's not even not as close as the Arizona Cardinals are What about Tampa Bay what do you think
1: about Tampa Bay I haven't heard I just, it yet today Huh I just uh just not a big believer. Oh, and now we want him to go to Tampa Bay if he doesn't come to Arizona. Alex Clancy, Bulbrock, Locked On Cardinals. We've gone way long today. I feel like that's our sign-off. We have so much yes. to talk about. It's really hard to keep in 25 minutes. Thank you to everybody who's commenting, uh, reaching out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, join the ride. This is going to be really fun over the next several months in the off season, and Sweet Mother 2021 is going to be even more fun. Alex Clancy, Bulbrock, please. What's your answer to the, pro, the, uh, the poll question? Free agent. You want the
0: free edge running back. Yeah, I even though even though I quote tweeted, attractive.
1: I quote tweeted Trey Sermon and Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson had a weird college year. Uh Oklahoma, as you mentioned, he's he's uh I don't know if it was before we started or not, but he's not a world beater, but the dude is a bruiser. And you need he's like a Bo Scarborough from Alabama that just he was an absolute terror in college. And I think Jalen Hurts was the quarterback at that time. They didn't throw the ball at all, which kind of made it difficult for Bo Scarborough to pop. He popped a little bit in Detroit for a couple games, fantasy football implications. Uh, and Trey Sermon from Ohio State, he's a man child. He's a freak. He is like, you, there's the video circulating today of him and Justin Fields running down the sidelines together. It shows more about Justin Fields, but Trey Sermon can giddy up too. Alex Clancy, Baldrock locked on Cardinals. We will talk to you tomorrow.